What's up, everybody, and welcome to Assemble XP. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, and joined with me, as always, is my fellow Canadian, Court. Court, how are you doing today, my friend? Welcome back from the long weekend. I am great. I had a very relaxing weekend up north in the in the great white north of Ontario. Was it snowing? Canadian joke. It was. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was cold, though. I wore yeah. jeans and a shirt pretty much every day, so it is what it is, but I got to go on a boat, you know, got to go fishing. Got to be away. Get it your, was fantastic. Get your double double out there on the water. Eh? No, so that that was the thing. There was the closest Tim Hortons was like forty minutes. That's pretty I was far. far. That's far I for was, not having coffee. Was, yeah. Well, no, we had coffee, but it was it wasn't it wasn't Timmy's, which is fine. It is what it is. I had vodka soda as well, so I was I was good. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, fine. So you were doing okay for the whole weekend, is what you're saying. I was I, good. How are you? I went. I'm fine. It's the first day of school, so I'm I'm having a great time because we're here in the middle of the day as we're recording this. So I am very very ecstatic right now. And I had a long weekend where I was like getting ready for school and getting the. I had to go to like the little kids' birthday parties. Not for my kid. Some other kid. I I don't like the little kid birthday parties. Like you just stand there. Oh, look at what Timmy got for his birthday. I don't give a crap. We take turns. Yeah, we do too. Like, but that's the thing is, but yeah. You lost, eh? You lost a short straw. It is what it is. It's fun. We enjoy them. We enjoy Hopefully all our friends. Hopefully they're not listening to the podcast. Oh, they could be, but I, you know what? It was a great time. I'm joking, but it was, it's still that idea of like, I got to get up and be like, okay, we're going to go to, you know, little Johnny's birthday party. You know, like, but Johnny's not my friend. <laughs> Friends with the parents. Oh, no. Oh, it's okay. Fair enough. Fair They're enough. all fun and games, but it's great, great week. We got a lot to go through today. And one we of the do. big we topics do. that I do want to talk to you about. But today on the show, everybody, we are going to be talking about Tokyo Games Showcase. We're also going to be talking about smart delivery. And quite that little bit of news we were talking about before the show uh, regarding smart delivery and a little bit of Sony and, and some decisions they're making when it comes to Horizon. That's something I want to talk to first and then getting into Tokyo Game Showcase, as well as what's coming up to Game Pass this week. And if you guys are new to the show, do us a favor and give it a subscribe. Hit the notification bell as well so you can get updates on all the content we are doing here for Assemble XP. And if you're an audio listener, you guys can check it out across all your listening platforms. You can go over your podcast services like Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we don't do the premium thing yet, Court. We're not that special. Yeah. No. And go to, over to Spotify and all of your other podcast services. Search for Assemble XP Court. Let's go. Let's get into some smart delivery. Talk to me. What's going on with Sony? This is an Xbox show, but it has to do with a little bit of Xbox when it comes to smart delivery, but kick it off for us. Talk to us what's going on with Horizon and Sony. So the pre-orders got announced for Horizon Zero Dawn, and it came out that if you wanted the next gen version, there was no way of upgrading to the previous gen version from the previous gen version unless you bought like the super duper ultimate edition with the giant uh, elephant and all this or whatever they wanted to call it. But honestly, I, I want to preface before I say anything. I will be buying this game. I will be playing this game. I am going to be buying the PS4 version and taking my we'll get to it. So what happened was they originally said for this game that it would be a free upgrade like they did with Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. They didn't charge for the upgrade from the PS4 to the PS5 version. And then they didn't. So 
the internet got mad, which really? they should. Oh, 100%. The internet got very mad. So then Jim Ryan released a statement. Big Jim. Thursday was supposed to be a celebration for Horizon Forbidden West and the amazing team at Gorilla working to deliver it on February 18th, 2022. However, it was abundantly clear that the offerings we confirmed in our pre-order kit missed the mark. Last year, we made a commitment to deliver free upgrades for our cross-gen launch titles, which included Horizon Forbidden West. While the pandemic's profound impact pushed Forbidden West out of the launch window with initially envisioned, we will still stand by our offer. Players who purchased Horizon Forbidden West on PlayStation 4 will be able to upgrade to PlayStation 5 version for free. I also want to confirm today, moving forward, PlayStation's first-party exclusive cross-gen titles newly released on PlayStation 4 and PS5, both digitally and physically, will offer a $10 USD digital upgrade option from PS4 to PS5. This will apply to next-gen God of War, Gran Turismo, and other exclusive cross-gen titles from Jim Ryan. Now, that still bothers me, and I was actually surprised that the internet clapped after this. Um, They gave Sony the way to go, way to go, and the reason why it bothers me is because it is extremely difficult to get these new consoles. Extremely difficult. So if you still only have a PS4 and you have no choice and you want to play the new God of War or the new Gran Turismo, mm-hmm. you get the old version. If you want the newer version, you are going to have to pay $10. Now, to my knowledge, that $10 upgrade didn't exist before. So that's something new. They were actually going to try and get you to buy the different versions. They probably would just call it Director's Cut. <laughs> And uh, it, I just don't understand what they're doing here because of a company called Microsoft and what they've done. And not just Microsoft. Microsoft has a, pro- has a program called Smart Delivery that we all love. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Ubisoft doesn't charge. They even put out a message today on Twitter about Far Cry 6. It will be a free upgrade, whether it's on PlayStation or Xbox, to the next-gen version if you buy the old-gen version. I don't understand why Sony has decided to continually alienate their customer base. Because of money. But it is an odd one, isn't it? Because it's... uh, The $10 is not a huge factor. And you're right. US dollars. So for us in in the North... $15.99. That's a lot. Like, that's a lot for me to get, what, 60 frames and... Four, yeah, or 120 or 120 and 4k on a game that i already own if yeah, it's a physical a console you paid 800 for it feels so straight up as a consumer for it owning my playstation 5 and my xbox it does feel very nickel and dime where other publishers and if you are very casual you won't understand or recognize that like some publishers like ubisoft are not charging you for an upgrade while some do you don't I'm thinking like of a very casual high level, the parents that are buying the kids the console and they bomb Gran Turismo, Horizon, and Far Cry. They why is it that when they put in that disc for Gran Turismo, it's gonna pop up and probably tell you, hey, to get the next gen version of this title that you just bought for full price for in Canada, $79.99, you gotta pay an extra 15 bucks. And it's very hard to swallow and it makes you, I think as a consumer, maybe I'm wrong, but 
I think it really, really offsets your client base and your customer base and makes them second guess buying that product. 100% agree and is the reason that, and one of the reasons, sorry, that I chose to use my Xbox as my go-to console for my third-party developers. So last gen, I used my PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. uh, and Same. For third-party games plus their first-party games. This year, I will be only buying the games on the PlayStation if it's a first-party game. If the game is available on Xbox, I will get it. And solely for that reason, that somebody's... I can't recommend this console more to anybody because what you just said wouldn't happen. So if someone got an Xbox game for Christmas and their grandmother or whatever didn't know and they bought them the last-gen version of that game, they can put that game into their Xbox console and it automatically just gives them the newer version yep. because of smart delivery. And also transferring save files, doing all these things is seamless. Now, there are companies that have charged for their upgrades for the next gen version, which is Activision, but we all know what Activision's done in the past. They've shown that it's all about the money and I get it, everybody needs to recoup their money, but the fact that they made you buy the ultimate edition just to get the next gen version was a wee bit sneaky by activision last year but you also have companies like square enix that also gave you a free upgrade they mm -hmm. had a convoluted transfer file save that you did a video about on the avengers yeah. but square enix didn't do it with all their titles and it still brings me back to sony because the one game square enix didn't give the free upgrade on was final fantasy 7 mm. and that game was an exclusive to Sony. They decided to bring, make a new version of that game. They upped it up and they just gave it a shine on it. And you had to pay extra <laughs> to have that game. It's, so if you'd already purchased the game, if you'd already purchased the game, it was free. So let me preface, if you already purchased the game, they gave you the free upgrade, but Sony gave out that game for free on PlayStation Plus a while before. So if you're, PlayStation Plus is a service that we all pay for mm -hmm. if we have it, and you have to pay for the upgrade to the next-gen version if you got it on PlayStation Plus. And it should just automatically be there. But no, it wasn't. The pricing model with that too, I'm glad you brought up PlayStation Plus. It feels like it's it's still even, even that doesn't start to make as much sense anymore where you have PlayStation Plus, which costs you whatever it is now, because like, you can get on sale so much, right? It's like 60 bucks a year, 100 bucks a year. I think I got it. I paid 69. Yeah. Year. And then you're going to have a 10 or $15 upgrade for being in Canada, but a, a $10 upgrade in the States to get the next gen version too. Every time I get a new game. And PlayStation Plus is just for my online, basically, and to get some discounts off existing titles. But those existing titles, if I get, if I turn on my PlayStation 5 and I have PlayStation Plus, and I go into the store and I download the PlayStation 4 version of a game to my console. That's okay. So, but you're saying that that's free if I then do the upgrade. So, you know how every month PlayStation Plus gives you three free games? Yeah. yeah. So, the one month they gave the Final, Final Fantasy 7 Remastered as their free game. The next couple weeks, that's when they announced the upgraded version was coming for Final Fantasy 7. But if you claimed the free game through PlayStation Plus, their service, they weren't going to give you the next-gen version for free. You had to pay to get an upgrade to that game. If you'd previously bought it, 
you get the free upgrade. It's just way yeah. too many times they have to release a statement to say, here's a, re a roadmap on how to get the next gen version. Like the fact that they have to put out a blog post every single time a game says, hey, this game was on PlayStation 4, now it's on PlayStation 5. Here's how you get your save over there. Here's how you either With pay or steps. don't pay. It's just, come on, just... It's, it's kind of funny because when Xbox originally marched, announced smart delivery, even myself was like, eh, like, obviously everybody's going to have this. Why would you have it? This just makes sense. Yeah. And then when PlayStation didn't have it, it was like, why? Why? Like, why do you do this? And they don't, we were talking before the show too of like how you want to charge consumers an extra 10 bucks a month to get the latest and greatest version of the upgrade. Okay. It's a software update that you got to pay for. Okay, as the user, maybe you're only going to do that for a, no, a select few titles, like those big first-party titles, assuming you were able to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 as well. Um, but it's not just that. It's that Sony, and you just said this, Sony has it so complicated to do the damn update. It's never simple. Without smart delivery, it's here are the bullet point steps of how you actually need to update this game, this version of the game. And for so many people out there that are like not in tune with it, they're like, I don't know if I got it or not. I just paid the 10 bucks to get my update. Can I just go in and play the game? There's probably some steps in there for Horizon where it's going to be, okay, great. You paid the extra $10. Thank you very much. You can now get the 120 frames and it's all pretty with HDR and ray tracing. Cool. So can I just play my game? No, you're probably going to have to transfer your save, back up your save. You're probably going to have to upload the PS5 version to the PS4 copy or vice versa, and then delete the old one, because guess what? Both titles, you might have to download both versions of the game at the same time, which destroys your Avengers. hard drive. Avengers. Which was Avengers. And even, so, I could be wrong with Spider-Man. All, all the but, games. Yeah. So and that I was have the, the beta. Yeah. Sorry. No, just that, that that was, yeah, my experience with Spider-Man was the one that I really drove me nuts because I loved that game. I loved that game so very much. And it was the first one to do that update. Now, that one was free, but it was not simple. And I had no confidence in that it worked. And then I couldn't tell if it worked or not at first. And then once I did figure out the combination to crack that, uh, then my trophies just started popping off. Hey, but it wasn't, it was only free for Miles Morales. It wasn't free for Spider-Man. So if you previously bought Spider-Man on PS4, the digital copy, and bought all the DLC, like myself, you still... Oh, you're you right. Wanted, I did. You, yeah, you I did still, pay for that. If you, wanted, if you want the ray tracing and so on and so forth, you had to pay for it. Yeah, you're right. It was Miles. Is, yeah. Which is um, unfriendly to the consumer. And it, it just, it makes no sense because in the new beta, it now will say PS4, PS5 beside the version so you don't have to go into view and, and look it up and, mm -hmm. and and know which version you're playing it'll let you know which version but the fact that you still have to download both versions to begin so like no matter what if you buy so i'm going to be buying the horizon zero uh, forbidden west i still don't like the name the ps4 copy so that i can get my two platinums so that i can upgrade for free because it's still cheaper it is ten dollars cheaper to buy the ps4 version so everybody listening buy the ps4 version it's cheaper it's cheaper by 10 bucks so, and then you'll get the free upgrade, but you're still, I guarantee when that you're going to have to download the PS4 version and then download the PS5 version and then delete the PS4 version to play the PS5 version off your hard drive. And this is where you talked about smart delivery and Far Cry 6, for example, where Far Cry is not there. Ubisoft is not going to be doing charging you for a next gen update. It's just going to be there across your 
platforms, whether it is on PlayStation or Xbox, across all the Xbox <laughs> consoles. Far Cry was, before we got into all of this and read this, excuse me, heard about this going over the weekend, Far Cry was a game that I was actually looking to get on my PlayStation. And the reason why is because I don't have a lot of games on my PS5 right now loaded up. I use it like you. It's basically my first party machine. I love my DualSense and I want to be able to play my PlayStation a little bit more. Like I just I pay for it. I want to have it. I want to use it. And I thought, oh, Far, you know what? Far Cry would be a great game to have on there. Either console, it's going to look amazing. And then as soon as I hear this, I'm immediately pushed right back to go. Nah, you know what? I'm just going to get it on. I'm going to get Far Cry on my Xbox. I have the expanded hard drive in there, too, so I don't have to worry about my storage because I did that update. But aside from that, I don't have to worry about if Ubisoft, if they want to do updates to the game now, added content and DLC, whatever. I don't feel like I'm going to get nickeled and dimed over my Xbox. I feel like I'm going to get those enhancements as Microsoft updates its back end. And if they do updates to the ray tracing, HDR, lighting effects, whatever, I feel like Microsoft is going to push that out across those games. And on Sony, I'm going to get a lesser product. I just worry they could be exactly the same. Digital Foundry will do a side by side. They'll, maybe they'll look exactly the same in next gen. I just still would worry long term that eh, am I going to have my experience hindered on my PlayStation? And I think you might, because on an Xbox Series X, if your TV supports it, you get Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. Now. I, I can't stress this enough. You can get Dolby Atmos on anybody's TV as long as you have the headset and you have to pay the, the service mm -hmm. Dolby Atmos. And that is a game changer to me. I know they have 3D audio on yep. the PlayStation, but Dolby Atmos is totally different to me. The fact that you can hear, I was just playing a Xbox 360 game before we started this. I was playing Batman, uh, Arkham Origins, I think I was playing. No, it couldn't be because it's the one I needed this for. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Arkham City. I was City, playing yeah. Arkham City and the Joker was talking and I turned Batman around and the sound was coming from behind my head. Yeah. So those little light touches, and I agree with you, I wish I could have my DualSense hook up to my, my Xbox. I like my fancy. I have my Aqua Shift coming in the mail. I like the fact that Microsoft gives you beautiful looking controllers and I'm collecting controllers now. I just like the feel of my DualSense. But that right now is not going to get me to bring myself right back into their ecosystem. I will get Forbidden, for Horizon Forbidden West. I will get the next God of War, but I'm going to support Microsoft for my third-party games yep. because they're supporting me as a consumer. And, and that's the way I feel. And you get things like Ubisoft Plus, which is on PC. Um, that service has not made it over to like Xbox Ultimate. But even something like that, I that's why I tend to go with my third party games like my Ubisoft titles and my EA titles and all of that on the Xbox side, because I just think of things like EA Play being in Xbox Ultimate. There's always rumblings of Ubisoft Plus kind of getting integrated somehow. I just feel like there's better odds that my long term investment is going to pay off when I go on my Xbox side versus I will get those premium AAA experiences like Ratchet and Clank on and Spider-Man on my PlayStation. I will love it. But stuff like this, where it's, yeah, we're doing 10 bucks for a game you already have, or, oh, we're re-releasing it so you get the director's cut now. And it's going to cost you $29.99 or $39.99. No, it's it's going to cost you $29.99 to upgrade to the PS4 version of the director's cut, then an extra $10 to get to the PS5 version. That's what they did when Ghost of Tsushima. 
That's you crazy just to me. Upgrade just to the PS5 version. You had to first upgrade to the PS4, then do a ten dollar upgrade. And I know that so many people out there and folks that listen to, they might be like, "Well, I played Ghost when it came out. I beat it. It's been a year. I'm ready to get. I got. I got my PlayStation Five. I want to play Next Gen Ghost in the director's cut, so I'm going to do it." But there's going to be a large portion of the audience that, and consumers out there that have a PlayStation Four Pro, that maybe just picked up ghosts now and on their ps4 and then lo and behold they can get like the timing of it with some titles they might be able to get their playstation 5 now as they are just still finishing off certain games like ghost of tsushima now they're going to turn over on the playstation 5 and go well i want to keep going like this beautiful gorgeous amazing game i want to be able to bring it over to my next gen console that i just got or i'm getting this christmas well now you got to spend double like you're almost spending double to get the game you're currently on versus if I go on my Xbox and I'm thinking of little Jimmy John who's got Christmas coming and he's got a Xbox One X, let's say, and he's finally going to be able to go with the Series X. The transition for playing a Far Cry game, they get it now in October and then they know they're going to get the new console at Christmas time. The experience is seamless. Load it up and download it and download your save. You don't even have to download excuse me. Save. You don't even have to it's download the save. It's automatic. It's there. It's, it's auto deployed. Yeah. Between my S and my X. And they're two different versions, right? One, yep. my S is only 1440p. Yep. But it doesn't matter where I go and what console I turn on. The game works. I and don't have to. I don't have to Google what to do. I don't have to watch an assemble video on how to transfer my. Nobody save wants to do that, by the way. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> should like, click, like, and subscribe. No. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know why they make it so convoluted. And it it's so weird because Sony did so well yeah. on the last gen. And then this gen, they just keep, they just keep kicking themselves while they're, I, I don't get it. They just I know. keep putting, and we, their, putting their foot in their mouth. And we're talking about this too, guys, because it's, yes, we talk exclusively Xbox, but this is really to highlight why we smart delivery and the moves that Xbox and Microsoft have made this generation so far. And where, yeah, it seems like Sony is stumbling at least from my vantage point, on these things that these these ideas and things that should just be a given, and they don't want to play ball that way. They want to go and do their own thing with their AAA exclusives and business side. I understand you want to make more money. You think that people will go back and buy God of War remaster, director's cut, final version, final cut, and if they see the numbers and they sell, then that's what the market wants, right? And who are we to sit there and say that? Or if they look and say, well, you know what, guys, you don't like our smart delivery thing of $10 charge for the upgrade. Maybe they look at their numbers and they go, well, people are doing it. So that's telling us they want it and they're willing to pay for it. And I get that. But from an optics view, it just always feels like Microsoft can just turn around tomorrow and just say, yeah, we're we're actually going to offer this service now included in ultimate or free or whatever. Um, this next little update thing that you can get. For our consoles, hey, for our games. I'm doing it right now with Destiny 2. What are you doing right now? I started playing it again because all that content is oh, yeah. on Game Pass. So that wouldn't happen on the PlayStation. It, it's just, it's so frustrating. I just, I don't know why they continue to do this. And it, it reminds me of another company called Nintendo that has made us all buy games over and over again. At least they wait like 20 years before they re-release it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sony waits like maybe two years. I get it. You know, each console has their cons and each console has their pros. 
And I, I'm still, I, I'm still going to play on my Sony console. I'm st- I still enjoyed Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is my game of the year right now, but Ratchet mm-hmm. and Clank's number two. Mm-hmm. Last year was Ghost of Tsushima for me or Miles Morales. I can't remember which year. It's, it's been such a blur since the pandemic, but it, it is what it is. But I just wish they made more consumer-friendly decisions. And as a parent, I can't recommend the Xbox ecosystem more to fellow parents who are looking, hey, what court, what console am I going to buy my kid this Christmas? I'd say Xbox Series S or X, whichever one you can get a hold of, and then go from there. Yep. And even with the chip shortage, they're still a little bit more readily available. Hopefully, you can go to my Walmart right now and get an X and S. It's and the last thing we'll say on this, though, is just I'm I'm looking at the article that you you mentioned with Jim Ryan. He wanted to confirm that moving forward, PlayStation first party exclusive cross gen titles, PS4, PS5, both digital physical will offer the $10 US upgrade. Uh, This will apply. So it's just just that this is the direction that they're going, that everything that is an exclusive going forward, which mm, Sony has spent so much time this year going forward with the messaging and push of their AAA first party uh, developers and everybody all under the umbrella of Sony. And they can then move, make moves like this. And again, I understand it, but as they have grabbed a couple more studios, they might grab a couple more studios in the future as well for this generation. This is what we can expect. And they're very being very clear about that. This is what you're, we are going to do. So get on the PlayStation 5 so you can pay for that premium and not have to do this cross-gen thing. But we're all raising our hand going, well, there's a chip shortage. There's a pandemic. People can't get their hands on your product anyways. So I get it. They're making as much money, but it's not in the way that they should go about it. And if to me, if you wanted to be able to offer a $10 upgrade, why don't you just put it into a new PlayStation Plus model with PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus, and this $10 next gen feature all bundled into one and charge more money per month or per year for PlayStation Plus for the subscription model? Because it's again, it's this old broken thing of like PlayStation Now is over here. And you're going to pay for that. PlayStation Plus is here. And you're going to have to do another update uh, and pay another subscription, basically, to get your new games updated to next gen for 10, 15 bucks a month. Like, why wouldn't you just fold all of those in and charge a bigger premium? If PlayStation Plus is 69 bucks now, you want to charge 100, 120 bucks, but you could actually rhyme off all of the additional benefits you would get, like free next gen upgrades, uh online you get plus memberships for free titles the back catalog you also get playstation now to play all of our back catalog games and they market it and hype it like that you would get more players excited and being able to swallow that 120 dollar premium 129.99 premium a year to say yeah but it's a lot for this membership every year but man i get it all and i don't have to think about it right now it's like again if you fold that in I would be much more likely to just eat that cost and really not think about it because it's once a year and I'll get my free games from Sony. I'll get my next gen update so I don't have to think about it. Maybe they can improve the way they do that migration for your saves and your update. And then I can get PlayStation now and maybe market PlayStation now as a good service because it is but they don't talk about it and they don't want to talk about it. It's just odd to me. And then you got Xbox side with smart delivery and they just keep making these good consumer friendly moves and like we just said you don't have to take far cry from your xbox one x 
and have any issues when you open up the box for the Series X. The game will be there and it will work. I don't know, Court. It's a messy thing. So, great segue into consumer-friendly. <gasps> We're going to talk about Tokyo Game Show, but I wanted to add something in there because Xbox is doing well in Japan. Now, Xbox in the past was not no bueno <laughs> yeah it was just not seen as something and, and, and really they didn't they didn't really market out there and they they it just never worked for them well right now xbox is seeing phenomenal growth gr uh phenomenal growth in mm. japan um courtesy of a tech radar article from adam i can't say your last name i'm sorry adam uh in the early days in the early days, it was bad, but it looks like Xbox Series X and S might be resonating with Japanese consumers. That's according to our Xbox head of Asian region, Jeremy Hinton, at least. Xbox hasn't had much luck in Japan and has often received uh, the receiving end of some pretty embarrassing sales numbers and lacks support from Japanese developers. This apparently has changed. As Hinton said, the region is now Xbox's fastest growing market worldwide and stock is often Stock is often selling out within minutes. So they actually, for the first time ever in the history of this console, sold out on pre-orders. So speaking to IGN Japan, Hinton said they've been phenomenal growth in last year with a high percentage of sales coming from Japanese consumers who previously shunned Xbox consoles in the past. There's no doubt that the demand is absolutely growing in Japan. And I see that the data that I could see, we have a really high percentage of consoles being bought by people who have never owned an Xbox console in the past. There's a lot more to the article, but mm -hmm. one of the things that I wanted to bring up is the fastest selling console right now out of an Xbox console in Japan right now is the S. The hmm. Xbox Series S is selling more than the X. Now, it could have a lot to do with, as, as you know, the X is very hard to get a hold of. Jesus, those Halo editions went like this. But the S, to me, is one of the consoles I actually almost play on the most. I have an X and an S. The S is in my office, and I play on this thing a lot. It's easy, it's portable, and it's digitally only. And the sleek design, mm -hmm. it's phenomenal. But the good news is that Xbox product is doing fantastic in Japan for the first time ever. And I can guarantee you that's got to scare Sony just a tiny bit. And that's why Tokyo Game Show this year, Xbox is going to put on a big presence. So it's a four-day event, which takes place on September 30th to October 3rd, will include 44 presentations. Xbox has a 50-minute presentation planned for September 30th at 6 p.m. They have made a comment saying that the, everything that they will show and the exclusives they will talk about have not been talked about before. So I'm sure there's going to be a um, Halo. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll show something. But they're saying that the announcements are all going to be brand new. It's it previously unannounced announcements will be coming there. They done before they did some stuff for Flight Simulator that was just for there. Yep. They did buy um, Tango Gameworks through the uh, Bethesda acquisition, but a lot of people are doubting they're going to be there. But my question to you, Matt, is what do you think they're going to announce? Uh, I'm actually, I would probably say a new, well, I was going to say a new Bethesda title, but they have. Uh, Starfield coming out exclusively exclusively to so to back up for a second the ones that we know about that they'll probably showcase because it's September 30th is Tokyo Game Show they're going to show off Halo they're going to right around because of the release dates 
Halo, Forza, Starfield. Um, what else is coming around in the fall? Is that pretty much it from the first party exclusive? Those are your three bangers, right? Starfield is coming out later in the next year. Um, but it's really going to be Forza and Halo are coming up next. Third party wise, you got like Far Cry in October right around, but we've seen enough of Far Cry. I don't need to look at it. Yeah, this is 50 minutes. 15 minutes of new content. I really don't know other than them planning out and showing off. Here's what we're planning to do in two years time. Um, and it could be some updates to existing titles that we're getting. But if this is previously unannounced, I want to see like, well, one game I knew I want to see is stated a K3 to actually show off what that game will be. They just did that full update with uh, refresh content i'd like to see them actually show off what that game will be we haven't actually seen that yet other than that i really don't know what they are going to show off that we don't have a kind of a glimpse of that would be under the xbox first party side of things but i feel like they would go and try to highlight some titles that they're in development two years from now so that they can keep the momentum because we've talked about this previously on the show i think that Right now with Halo, what we're about to get is the domino of everything finally paying off for Xbox of what they have been trying to build for this past generation so far of Halo hitting now and Forza and then Starfield. All of this just starts cranking out the momentum where there's going to be brand new exclusive Xbox titles coming out every quarter and they're going to be bigger titles or a variety of titles that everyone will kind of want to get their hands on. I think if they start announcing stuff now that they're going to say these games are going to be coming out on Xbox in two years, it's just enough. It's just enough for people to get excited about, to enjoy what's coming now, enough for next year, plus third-party titles, and then you start seeing off the ripple effects from Tokyo. What do you think, though? Is there anything that you think that they're going to show off that we don't know? Because I can't think of what the heck they're going to push out. Hideo Kojima. Oh, do you think we're going to get a Kojima exclusive? We already have heard from Jeff Grubb that they are in talks uh, and it looked like everything was done and we haven't heard anything. Now, Kojima put out a tweet today about the Matrix and everybody lost their mind. It was like confirmed Xbox. But that got me thinking, isn't this the perfect time to do what Sony did and walk Hideo Kojima out on stage and be like, we're making a game with this guy and then announce two, not one, two acquisitions. I'm not sure what they'll be, but give Capcom. two studios. Hey, WB. you never know. Kon- well, hey, watch them say Konami. Like, it's just, who knows? Konami. Like, Ooh, yeah, okay. You know what? I didn't think but, about that. If they went for this, I forgot that they were still probably can, planning to do acquisitions. They can, yeah, and they've made comments about it the whole year. So what's better than announcing, hey, here's our studio acquisitions, and we've got all these titles coming to Game Pass give me i'm thinking of it being in tokyo as well so kojima thousand percent if they do that and like you said when they did it with sony previously or they've just had kojima show up on stage for an event it's always like he's got nothing in production yet they just we're working with him so it's more of just bringing him out to go him and phil spencer to stand there and go hey uh we're working with kojima on his next title it's going to be an xbox exclusive that's mm-hmm. it. Kojima says a bunch of stuff that it's like it's going to be all in code and riddles that he's excited mm-hmm. for. Everyone will go insane and it will come out just TBD five years from now. But which is fine. It's fine because people go, that's amazing. We'll, we'll wait for it. The studio acquisition piece I totally blanked on because I'm like, yeah, Xbox did say that they were 
or there was articles and, and news going out and rumors of them getting more studios. The Bethesda deal is done. They are going to be pumping out Starfield. All of those Bethesda titles are on Xbox right now. It's all cemented. I think that this is a perfect opportunity with 50 minutes on stage. You could turn around. Can you imagine if you got something like for and I'm thinking more of the, the catalog for Konami. And if you had the Kojima thing, that would be killer because you could say we're doing a work with Kojima on his next project. But and then later you go, we've uh, acquired the Konami video game assets and those titles. So here's here's your metal game. Here's your metal gear. And here are all or, of these. Or they acquire Sega. That was rumored all the yeah. time. Remember? Yeah, I, I pointed out Sega too. When that blue and red controller came out, everybody was like, Sega, Sega, Sega. What, what happened if all of a sudden Sonic comes on the screen and now all of a sudden all Sega games are now on Xbox? And they could turn the switch tomorrow where they say, 100%. We've got all here are 10, 20 Sega titles from classic to current, uh, all in the Sega catalog for you to play starting now or tomorrow. And that, and that covers the. We've talked about this on previous episodes. They need more kid-friendly games on Game Pass. Yeah, they need to beef right. up that catalog. We have the yeah, AAA I, catalog. We need to get mm -hmm. over there with the mascots. Yeah, we we need if if they can get the mascots and Sega's got a big one in Sonic and the movie did well. Yep. That's a huge mascot to get. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm I'm just saying I'm just spitballing here. I still want TT games. I think that's perfect. I think it just makes sense. I think it's just such a big catalog. It just everything about that makes sense. But this could be the time because, you know, Xbox has done such a good job besides Gamescom um, of <laughs> hitting it with their presentations. So we know they're going to do something at the Game Awards in December. We, we know this is happening. They, they announced the Xbox Series X the last time. They're going to have to announce something huge. Maybe they wait for Kojima for then. But this seems so smart considering all the articles are saying how well Xbox is doing in Japan. You want to keep going with the momentum like you suggested. Bring out Kojima and announce the studio. Hey, maybe they have a new the new Dragon Quest is exclusive yeah. to Xbox. Yeah. G give give that fan base something they want. True. I think you're definitely if it's not a giant, giant developer and studio, it could be a couple of smaller ones, mid-sized studios that they acquire. Or that they are at least getting an exclusive first crack, um, you know, like Dragon Age, for example, or Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest, excuse me, and being able to put that out first only on Xbox. Maybe later on it comes out to other platforms. But when they can round that up, that is specifically targeting that audience. You want a couple of games like that that are going to speak to them, and then you could brand it with and associate it with Xbox. That's the biggest thing. You can get Far Cry. You can get all these third-party games on any console you want. Um, but it's being able to have that association that really helps them out in the market. The one that I would want to see forever is going to be WB. As it's been rumored, like Sega, my hope and dream would be to have Batman on Xbox, Spider-Man on Sony, Batman and DC are coming over to Xbox only. That's where you play Batman. And I would give anything for that because of just how we can get those titles that we've played, like all the Arkham series. We already have all of those and bought them to death. Um, but just the continuing Gotham Knights, having that on all platforms, but if it was picked up and getting the DC titles and all of that and getting them pushed over there, then you could get all the updates and the future updates. 
future content, added on content, but to be able to have the next big Batman title, whatever it could be down the road, I would love it to be exclusive to, to Xbox to see what they could do with even more resources. That, that that's my sounds big one. to me like a game awards. That's a that. bigger one. Yeah. And I think that is yeah, a well, bigger it, one because it's not, I'm trying to think of what is more centric to that. Like, what are you going to put in Halo? Like last year they did a Microsoft simulator. They did special maps and, and they did stuff just for that marketplace. You can't really do much with Forza because it's already taking place in Mexico. Yeah. So you can't, unless you do a DLC, Hey, which, which could come out of nowhere. You could do a Forza DLC, which is like, you know, somewhere uh, over in Tokyo. Sure. That's that. That's a map. You could do like a Tokyo Drift, yeah. For for Forza, or you could do um, in Minecraft gets its its. Uh, if you did buy Sega, then all of a sudden, boom! All the Sonic stuff is in Minecraft, and well, they're, they're going to try and do some tie-in stuff. But I'm I'm just I am my hype level is actually increasing because I have a funny feeling that they're going to announce some. They're going to they're going to hit the mark with this Tokyo Game Show for the first time. I think, like you said, I think it's important. And if they're ahead out there and they've got some noise around selling consoles, probably the Series S, then I think that they need to put something that's going to be more Tokyo centric. That's going to get that fan base, like you said, that audience excited, get them hyped up for it. It's not like they got to unleash everything, even if they have plans to do studio acquisitions, more of them. If they know that they've locked in something like, let's just say Sega. I think that's an amazing opportunity and platform to be able to showcase that. And like you said, it speaks to an even bigger market and global market of like the Sonic movie did well, well enough to make Sonic 2. And it's a brand and an asset that everybody knows. They're, they're so ingrained as well with Xbox just through Game Pass. Every time you turn it on, there's a Sonic game that you can play on Game Pass. Why not just bring over more Sega titles uh, that you can? And that would even speak to that market. I just think that showing off at least one studio acquisition would be incredible. And then, yeah, a bunch of unannounced titles and you have 50 minutes. That's a long time to exactly. stand on. That's, that's a long time a, to stand on stage. It's a very long time. Exactly. So what I'm thinking is, say they announce one of the these studios we've talked about, then you automatically can be like, and look at the catalog and look at the remaster I can give you and look at this, this, this. And yes, this is all going to have auto HDR and all that. Um, we'll see. I, I'm pleasant I'm, I'm excited so we'll see like i, I usually don't care like, i'll be honest that uh, um tokyo game show for me is like i, I don't care about final fantasy Same. it's not my thing it's not that they're yep. bad games it's just not my thing so um and turn pace rpgs they're not my thing either like i tried yakuza like a dragon i tried i tried i tried and that's sega game true so and the yakuza the titles all, are all over game pass the whole series yes. is there like you and I both have put on our, our conspiracy theories because we've seen sales on TT games, WB games and Sega games, but nothing else. So yeah, which one's coming? Which and, one? Which one's coming to Game Pass? Yeah. And to me, it would be to make the most sense for the timing of everything. I think Sega. And, and maybe it's not even a studio acquisition. Maybe it's a, hey, we didn't buy them but all their games are coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. It could be just that. They're going to stay independent, but we have exclusive rights in partnership with them. Maybe it's just a different deal. But as long as they can brand it and say that this is exclusive to Game Pass, that's what Microsoft wants to do all the time now. It's all about it, Game Pass. It automatically gets those kid games. Hey, go play Sonic. Sonic. All the Sonic games are there. You got the and then they'll have like the Genesis Classic Edition and those that that package they yep. had. Yep. All those games would be available on Game Pass. And then you have all the retro people like this is amazing. And so you can do it just, on your mobile phone. Exactly. And you have 
oh my god sonic on mobile yep and then you got phil spencer putting out tweets saying i just played sonic the hedgehog on mobile and that's what they want to be able to do is get you that retro classic games to be able to play cloud be able to play on the go and then plug it into any console and play old games and new games and yeah the future sonic title for example that'll be coming out speaking of games it actually has me excited it i'm exactly like you where tokyo game showcase is not it's something i would read about the next day on ign but it's not something that i would have much hype for but because of the role that xbox has been on for this past year it's got me curious every time they step on stage and i that's that's the win for them i'm watching and listening because every time they do go on stage it's for something and whatever they show off is not just well here's 20 minutes of halo and you've already seen half of it they always have something new to show and it may not speak to me directly but it's going to speak to some portion of the audience which is great Speaking of games, this is about Xbox. Coming to Game Pass. I don't have a good segue for that. We have new games coming soon. <laughs> You're like, I thought it was okay. New games coming soon to Game Pass. The Some of them are already there. Yeah, which Final Fantasy is that? 14. 14? I can't do the Roman numerals on that. There's so many. No, 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 14 no, 13. 13. No, it's, no, it's 13. Yeah. 13, yeah. Whatever. There's a spacing on it. Craftopia. Uh, coming on September 2nd, we have, mm -hmm. you arrive, just to give a quick breakdown on them, you arrive on a small island packed with animals, resources, infinite possibilities. What do you do with this game is completely up to you. Gather resources, harvest crops, fight bosses, capturing enemies, building a lovely house, unlocking new islands, exploring the world, and more. What you will do when you can do anything have you ever dreamed of? Okay, I don't really know what that game's going to be, but that's fine. Final Fantasy 13 is coming out on September 2nd. We've also got Signs of Sojourner. Sojourner, yeah, on September 2nd. Yeah. Uh, it's a narrative card based game. You got Surgeon Simulator 2, which that sounds interesting because if it's a simulator game, farming simulator, lawn simulator, and I got Surgeon Simulator. Let me get my wife in that one. That'll be fun. Bob's life is in your hands. Scrub and solo are up to three friends in his physics based sim and unearth the mysteries of Bossa Labs medical facility. That kind of looks cool. I might have to try out that if it's going to be a multiplayer thing. That's September 2nd. Crown Trick is coming to console and PC and ID at Xbox on September 7th. We've got Breath Age or Breath Age on cloud console and PC September 9th. Nuclear Throne is coming to console and PC on September 9th. Uh, Artful Escape is coming to console and PC September 9th. And then in case you missed it, the ones that are already available now, we have basically the Quake collection that's come out. You got Quake, you got Quake 2, Quake 3, that's out. And the DLCs are in there as well. But head over to Xbox.com and go look up the Game Pass and what the games that are coming out or that are already out there already. Court, that was a good show. Enjoyed myself. That, that, I had a great time. You know, the Tokyo Game Show has got me all hyped up. Same. I'm going to enjoy that one. We started off with some, come on, man. And then we ended it with a, yeah, let's go. Well, that's awesome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on Assemble XP. One of my buddies, Court, as always, for joining us. If you guys want to, you consider subscribing to the channel, hit the notification bell, get updates on all the content we do here. Check out the show on all your podcast services from Apple and Spotify and uh, check out Assemble XP. We cover all the Xbox content for you every single week. Court, thanks for coming by. Your camera looks nice. Thank you. You look Thank all you. clear. It's very nice. Yeah, I, got, very I got a new one. I got a fancy new one from uh, the local Best Buy here in Ontario. Yeah, you did. And your lighting is good. It's all majestic. 
I love it very, very much. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. And as always, thank you all for assembling with us. See ya.